Welcome, Generation Drakens, episode 14. Wow, Steve, 14 episodes. We're doing, we're going strong. Thank you, everyone who is listening and watching us. Please watch and listen through this whole episode. We're going to have some good conversations around um, consoles, console releases, the flukes, and, you know, just random stuff. Like, Steve got himself the the... The vid vaccine, so congrats, Steve. Good, good, good to be over forty, eh? Lucky bastard. <laughs> yep, I got it tonight, and it was a zoo. It was not well planned out. I think they started to figure it out part way through, but they're a little bit behind, and then it just started backing up people. And it, I, that's the most people have been around. Period. Oh yeah, uh, since COVID, because it was just people lined up. But once they got going, they were doing about ten people at a time or so, because they have ten different rooms, and then. You wait 15 minutes, you ship them out, the next 10 go in. Yeah, so yeah. it started to move smoother. So this is the first time they were offering it at my doctor's office. And anyway, we're getting off on a tangent here. Let's talk about <laughs> video games and Transformers, beer, and the usual stuff two dads talk about when we just want to chill and hang out. That's it, man. That's it. So, Steve, um, we were we were reminiscing about some stuff, right? And I told you the other week that I picked up some Dreamcast magazines. and Pretty amazing. Oh man, it is. These things are monstrous, like, you know, 120 pages each, but, you know, 70 pages of them are ads. Um, <laughs> and and some of them are ads for games that never even came out for the Dreamcast, which is pretty cool because I would go and like search them up and, and whatnot. And, you know, talking about the Dreamcast, you know, brings me back to the old days of console releases and launches and having enough money. What consoles and launches do you remember or can you kind of go back on in memory of that were just like yeah. flukes like so, a, oh, I, flukes well like yeah flukes so like i just or, i mean or bad you launches I, yeah bad launches okay because flukes i think of like the n-gauge or the gizmondo or something like what the hell is that the ooh yeah the ooh, you know yeah. that kind of stuff uh but i don't really consider those mainstream consoles um but i lived one of the worst consoles experience says ever meaning i was working in a video game store when the saturn launched and i literally came to work and you know i've been hyping this thing up and reading magazines part of my job was to read magazines so i was super excited and then i just show up to work one day and my boss is like hey what's that I'm like what's what and he look and literally there's daytona playing on a tv and the saturn sitting right there i'm like what the hell when did this come out <laughs> so i was actually excited right but in retrospect it really really shot them in the foot yeah, a lot of things. And well, you probably uh, don't remember this, but PS Saturn actually Sega was being outsold so much by Sony after when Sony came out, they couldn't keep up with game boxes, and so Sega actually gave Sony <laughs> game cartridges to put their games in. So that's why oh. a lot of like Wipe Out and things like that came in the same box as Saturn came in in some cases. Oh, oh, the long boxes, the the, mm-hmm. the long jewel cases. Huh, that's cool. I didn't. I I I, I thought it was uh, for a reason, but I had no idea what. No, yeah, and that's it. Sega wasn't selling their stuff, and Sony was, and I guess they bought a bunch of them from them. I don't know the super details on it, but hmm. I do remember that being like, "What the hell, Sega? Don't do this. They're the enemy." And I was very much <laughs> a Sega fanboy during that yeah, bunch. Yeah. I did get a PS One day one, and I remember how excited it was reading. I think it was a Game Pro magazine. And they describe the controller, and they're like, "It's like a Super Nintendo controller, but it's on steroids." 
And I was like, on which one? The PlayStation yeah, controller? The PS1. Oh, the PS1. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, but I'm going off topic again with uh, just my mind's all over the place tonight. But the Saturn, man, I was like, what did they do? That's Let's start with that. What did you yeah. think of Saturn launch? So, Real one, but. Yeah. So, so the Saturn launch, I mean, I, ne- I didn't live through it. I mean, I lived through it, but I was like fucking yeah. knee high right. to a grasshopper, right? So, um, the uh, the big thing for me was like uh, just looking at the history of it and, and it's crazy that they did that right and they did it like they released it even before e3 i remember e3 like i, I had read a couple articles actually one was in the dreamcast one and talking about the history of sega and stuff like that and and that was that was it that um sony came out like it was sold for 399 or 499 saturn was pretty expensive at the time mm-hmm. it was released right and then PlayStation came in and just undercut them, just like they've done. To Which Xbox was actually and- BS. This is one something I had to explain to a lot when I was selling the systems, because yeah, Sony's cheaper, but you still got to buy a memory card and you got to buy a game. Saturn, it, it right out of the box, you got yeah, memory there, and you got yeah. yeah, 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 and then and and then Sony or then Sega went and dropped the price of their uh, of the Saturn as soon as kind of PlayStation announced that. So it's gonna a kick a kick in the the old. Uh, the old testies. Yeah, they lost a of money there. Yeah. Um, to say you're on that for losing money and plus uh, for the people who bought right off the bat, right? And I remember just like with the 3DS, that was it for me. Like I remember that when 3DS got released, it was like three two ninety nine. It was like 300 bucks for the 3DS or 250 something along those lines. And then they dropped it like by 100 bucks or like $75. And it was like, what the hell, man? They did it like six months later. And that was like, uh, but then they released like the Club Nintendo, be able to download Game Boy Advance games and all that stuff, which was cool. Anywho, yeah, there's that one. So Saturn, um, uh, the 3DS to a to an extent. I mean, with the 3DS, the 3DS launched really well, but there was, you know, Pilot Wings and um, Orcarina Time, which was an amazing game, eventually came out. Uh, but there's a few others that were just it was, eh, right? It was kind of a weak release. So I, I, for the 3DS, I kind of go there with you. I wasn't so excited for it. Sorry, I had a, a DS and DS Lite at the time. and mm-hmm. um, But then I got uh, the one from my wife, which was the Zelda one. And I got really excited for that one. Just it, the 3DS XL when that came out and then the gold Triforce. Yeah. It's great. So, oh, yeah. Okay. No, the other one I was thinking too, I mean, you, you could go... You know, like Sega CD and the 32X. Like, not that they didn't, but you can't. GameCube even. GameCube wasn't a great launch. No, no. Um, I love the system, and I think it came into maturity. But when I first launched, it was, eh. yeah, yeah. I was already behind the other systems at the time. I mean, Xbox, it's only PlayStation 2, and it just, the games weren't really there. I remember, like, getting Super Monkey Ball and being like, what the hell is this? Even though I loved the game once I played it. But yeah. just looking at it, I'm like, there's got to be better games, man. Because <laughs> I could play like all these things like Ghost Recon and Halo and you know yeah. SOCOM and uh, the Time Splitters and all this. And I'm like, there's nothing like that on. This is like a kid's machine. Yeah. Is how I, I used to think of it, anyhow. The lunchbox. Yeah, but I love the design of it. I uh, love that you could attach the Game Boy Player to it and whatnot, yeah. and that you can yeah. attach your Game Boy Advance actually as a controller as well. Yeah, that was that was really cool. That those extra extra things like even with the Game Boy Advance, you can attach Pokemon and play Pokemon Coliseum, I believe it was, mm-hmm. or Forces of. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, 
so that was pretty cool. Even like Wind Waker, and you could have uh, people on the map use the Game Boy Advance on the map and stuff like that. And yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the other big one for me was the Xbox. Uh, Xbox One Xbox or Xbox? One. No, Xbox. That was a horrible, horrible launch, man. What yeah. were they thinking, making everything have to be online always? Yeah, yeah, Xbox and then pack packing, or something. Yeah, packing in the Connect with it, which again, I know you like the Connect, but you know, ninety-eight percent of the other people didn't like the Connect. Um, I like the Connect only for being able to control things with my voice. Don't right. use it for any of the games or anything, and I like the pass report as well. Hmm. Uh, since I have older TVs, I don't have a 4K TV yet. Um, a lot of the smart things aren't there, so the having the Xbox just be able to control everything and yeah. you know having a cable device go through it now it's not so much necessary because the newer systems I can just use Alexa or Google to control them, yeah, um, and stuff like that. But I did really like it, and when I swapped out the Xbox One for my Xbox One S, my family hated me for it. They didn't know how to control anything anymore, and they had to unplug HDMI cables because there wasn't <laughs> slots anymore. And <laughs> yeah, so, no, I, yeah, that, that, that's true. I mean, I didn't mind. I it, the launch was fine for the Xbox One. It was a, I, I thought it was pretty. It, it was it was a fail, but it wasn't that big of a fail. I just yeah. think like, the PS4 outsold them, and again, it's the support, right? You they had PlayStation had the support from the uh, third party. Um, Japanese developers and stuff like that, and which helps, right? So think with Japanese developers, you've got fans of Japanese games in North America, where that's not so much the case in Japan, right? You've got your North American fan, like North American made games don't sell like hotcakes in Japan. You know, I mean, yeah. there are one or that's, two, but yeah, you're right. There's it's very they're very particular over there with what they play, and they don't like American games in general. And so, yeah, it was definitely a challenge for Xbox, for example, to yeah. go up against them. So I'm going to throw this one out there because I think it was one of the worst launches, uh, simply because they didn't have any games. <laughs> and they should have been one of the best systems out there at the time. And I'm going to say uh, the Atari Jaguar. Uh, the Atari Jaguar. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. they had that slogan, do the math. And their whole thing, we're the first 64-bit system, even though it's not really true. Uh, they're more like two 32-bit processors. And, excuse me, but I just thought that could have been so much better. Well, it's, it's like the 32X, man. It was just two 16-bit processors. <laughs> it was a 16-bit processor of the 32X and the 16-bit processor of the Genesis. I, yeah. I got to dig in my history on the 32X. Mm -hmm. huh, that's interesting. But The fun, uh, the fun things you read from a 22-year-old Dreamcast magazine. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it'd bring back so many memories i bet if i started reading that stuff oh, oh yeah yeah no no I, it's i mean you're right the entire jaguar did not launch well but i mean it was there. You say the same thing about the 3do as well yeah 3do had a really decent library uh they're just too damn expensive yeah well that was, that's what I was gonna say that's the big thing it was it was expensive right even the games themselves were pretty expensive on the 3do back in the day too because it was more more well, I know, or less I collected for it pretty much when it was still around we right. were renting the games out at the store i worked out when i had a 3do which i loved because i could just take the games home we were allowed to sign them out yeah and we just had to bring them back the next day in case it got rented right, so right. It, which worked well if you're working like that day and then the next day you just yeah. grab a few games and bring them back the next day but yeah well, that's all right the 3do um 
was it, it was more or less an arcade cabinet internals into a console more or yeah, less not exactly the same but i think it was ahead of time I've, when you say that i think more of the neo geo right that's true too yeah. there's like legit hardware just that board just put in a box yeah, yeah but uh but yeah they, they were the first 32-bit kind of machine out there and like games like need for speed wing commander three uh star control two they just they're so such good games on it then you had really garbage games too uh, and that was part of the problem because they just yeah. at least licensed out whoever paid and you could put whatever you want on it yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's not much quality control there no and then that was before that was before you know the indie games that we have of today that sell for 20 bucks or 10 bucks versus you know 90 dollars yeah. for a full price game right that was the big thing too um yeah man i mean that that's it think about it. i mean what okay so what about console launches that you remember that were like that were just amazing off the top of your head uh 360 was pretty exciting for me yeah, yeah. Uh, you can get into the red rings of death and all that but this was before that really started to hit hard um but yeah I was managing an EB Games then, so I was. I remember. Really I remember. I remember. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> Previous to that, I went to a vendor show, and Xbox basically just tried to buy us. Like, we went to their event, and like they had an Xbox bag with an Xbox jacket on every chair for us, and then inside it was a bunch of Xbox games, and and just I think I had like a bandana, a toque, like all this stuff, pens, lanyards, yeah, yeah. and. So that helped with the hype with me to get excited for the Xbox. And uh, I love that you could change the faceplates at the time, you know, because I had a Halo. Oh, yeah, they gave us a Halo faceplate in all our bags as well. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so that was exciting. It was kind of my first launch in a video game store where I was running the show. And uh, it was just a lot of fun games. I, love, I, I think Prey was the first game I really got into. And I actually really liked it. Uh, you know, I was kind of hesitant to play it because I really didn't know anything about it, and I just right, yeah, played it on a whim. And uh, I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty cool mechanic and flipping upside down with the gravity. But what about you? What's one that uh, you really stick? Well, with? okay, so other than or the Dreamcast or something, <laughs> no, no, no. So other than the Dreamcast, okay, but I wasn't like working anywhere or stood in line. But I do remember the Dreamcast. I remember the hype prior to the Dreamcast being released. Nine nine ninety nine. Me saving up my money, my own money, mm -hmm. as uh, 1999. I do the math. Oh, I was probably 10. Do the math. You're 11. Going back I was, to Atari. I was 11. <laughs> I was 11. And so buying it with <clears throat> buying it with my money to do it and all that stuff. So that was a big impactful for me. Uh, but yeah, like I remember the 360 and the PS3 launch because we were working PS3 together. For big time, yeah. I we, remember we were working just together at EB. Uh, even though, by the price. <laughs> even the Wii. Like I remember the Wii. I remember uh, oh, yeah, me yeah. and and uh, Mike and Justin and the guys just standing in line. Even though I knew I was going to get one, but we stood in line, grabbed, got it, brought it back to Mike's place, and just jammed it for the for the day. And I think it was right, if I recall correctly, the Wii got released the Saturday before or the Sunday of the Grey Cup. Of I that think year. It, it was a Sunday. Like Nintendo oh. always had weird launch days of Sundays and Wednesdays. Do you yeah. remember right? Uh, Sunday and Friday. Friday, Friday. Sunday and Friday. Yeah. But uh, I remember thinking, like when that came out, I, they were so hard to get. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember we were forbidden to buy them ourselves, even though we find ways to get them. 
And I'm like, that's ridiculous. You don't want the staff to know about this. And I get it that like you want to sell them to the numbers, but we don't get discount. So like, yeah, why, yeah, why is it matter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was it. I mean, um, probably that was probably like those. Those are my most impactful. I mean, that Xbox One and and three six or and, and PS4. Mm. Uh, they were okay. Like I remember standing in line for them, and yeah, again, had them pre-ordered, so it didn't really matter. But uh, but just have that that the hangout with people, and having the conversations with people. I never really got anyone's gamer tags or like that, but I just remember standing in line and talking to people about just, just stuff the shit about it, yeah. and, like getting excited for it. Yeah, I'm actually I just pulled up a uh, worst console of all time, just looking at links, and it's like half the stuff we already just talked about. It goes like. Uh, like Sega Saturn's the top one, and then PlayStation Two, Xbox One. I'm trying to remember what was so bad about PlayStation Two. Now that I pulled that up, I just think I don't think there was enough. If I recall correctly, I remember watching something about that. I think there wasn't enough PS2s because um, there was such a high demand because it was a DVD mm -hmm. player, right? So the thing is, is it being a DVD it player, was, people are bought. It was the cheapest. There's the cheapest DVD player to buy, and it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that's why. Um, yeah, man. So, um, what have you been? What have you been playing recently? What have you been up to? Reading anything Out, like that? Outriders lately. Yeah. I've been loving it. I've got uh, a lot of hours in it. Um, still, I haven't played it to death yet, but uh, it's kind of makes me think. Uh, if you have you played it, so you know what yeah. it's like. Uh, it kind of makes me think of Destiny meets. Oh, I don't know uh mass effect no not quite it's not even that so i yeah so like to me it's like mass effect gears gears Destiny. that's what i was trying because of the cover system and yeah how it gears yeah. destiny mass effect mixed together like yeah, that's kind of the, I'm loving that, the story yeah yeah that's that's the one thing i mean i've played you've played way more than i've had than i have um haven't had it i never got i haven't gotten the much chance to play it but uh it's it's good, and I mean, I like that you can hop in, hop out with friends and stuff like that. Um, I like that you just, can play single player. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Right? One of my biggest complaints about Destiny, I don't like kind of like something Tommy Tellerico would say. He doesn't like playing online. He'd rather play, you know, with friends in like couch co op kind of things. And yeah, I'm very yeah. much that way. I don't like playing online with people unless I really know them. Yeah, uh, and so I hated being forced to play with people that I didn't know a lot in yeah. Destiny because you always had yeah. to have three. And I just didn't care, you know, like if I don't know you and we're not, you know, I, I can make friends, sure, but it's going to be a different person all the time. And, yeah. Uh, I did love planning ahead and playing with the boys or whoever, but man, I, I, I hate playing online and being forced to play online. I yeah. love playing online when it's planned, but God, man, give us back land play and give us back way more co couch co-op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell the big. That's the big thing I'm hoping for Halo for Infinite. I know they've said it's going to be couch co-op, but I wonder what like to what extent yeah, and how what the yeah is it just going to be like uh, raids and capture the flags? Yeah, or or two like are you survivor? Gonna, yeah, or is it going to be two Master Chiefs playing, or is it going to be the squad? Like, are you going to be blue playing as blue team? Uh, like, I don't know, right? And nothing. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to stay away from some of that because. I'm such a Halo fan. I don't want to have all this pre, all these preconceptions of what it is going to be, and then getting it and being like, "Oh, they don't have this. It doesn't do it. like." I just want to start and be like, play it from the get go and see. How yeah, it is. well, that for but you know how I am. I, I'm I'm reading the um, 
I'm reading the Halo book. Oh my goodness, what is it called? I'm going to have to Google it. But the, one of the most recent Halo books that was uh, released right now, and it's a prequel to it. Um, Couldn't say I haven't been keeping up lately. Return to Reach. Return to No, I don't think that's what it's called. I'll have to look what it's called. Anywho, um, <clears throat> oh, Shadows of Reach. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So it kind of gives you the whole, like, it ties in Halo Wars 2. It ties in um, what happens at the end of Halo 5. It ties in other books. Like, it's pretty, it's just good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, um, but that's it. Like, that's what I'm hoping for in the Halo Infinite is that there's couch co-op. If there isn't couch co-op, not the end of the world. Obviously going to play it by myself. But if there's couch co-op, then I'll play it uh, with Kat, Yeah, right? I, I'm so hoping there is. Because I played through with my daughter, for example, reliving all the Halos. And we got up to Halo 5 and we couldn't play co-op together. And, and then the other thing is how many times I've had people over here, pre-COVID, of course, and we each have to have an Xbox with yeah. Xbox Live. And yeah. I'm like, my God, man, we're all sitting in here, like four different versions, four copies of the game, four Xboxes, four TVs. Yeah. And we can't just line it up. We still have yeah. to go through. Go, yeah. Do Xbox Live and go all that. Uh, yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, man. No, I hear. Did you hear the big news? Did you see the big news that last yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday that Sony announced that they're not closing down their PlayStation stores. On the, no, on the... I missed that because that's something I wanted to talk about. Uh, I've been doing a lot of reading and like how you, you can just lose digital copies of games because it can't check in to the servers. Yeah. I yeah, mean, not digital, sorry, physical. Yeah. You, can have, you pull out your CMOS battery or it dies, you're done. Because it has yeah, to check in. Good check in. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if they're, they're not doing that anymore, then that's good news. What they should do is firmware update them so you don't need to check in to play a physical copy. Yeah, so, like I don't know how hard that would be to do. I don't yeah. think it's a, be it's too much for asking. Uh, I'm like, Microsoft has really got the ball nailed on this uh, with backwards compatibility and being able to play old games. And uh, I would really like to see Sony and Nintendo follow suit. Uh, I don't think Nintendo has the same kind of problems, but they really irked me a lot back in the Wii days when they didn't have accounts and games you bought were tied to a console. Yeah, that was all. That's because that's my console went kaput, and I just lost all my games. Yeah, that that's Nintendo being Nintendo on that front. Yeah, let's buy all the same games again for the fourth <laughs> generation. Yeah, man, <laughs> exactly. Fourth generation is like the tenth generation of buying. I just fucking... meant when I started. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> starting though at the NES. Yeah, and NES, NES Super NES, NES Super NES. Okay, not including Game Boy. NES Super NES, N sixty four, sixty four, GameCube, GameCube. Wii. Wii U and Switch, so we're seventh generation. Seven. So think about that. Super Mario Brothers. I bought it probably almost every console version going through. You know, Christmas yeah. time playing the games, and I'm like, oh, I love to just get into some super. I don't feel like digging out the old console. I'm just going to buy it for five or ten or whatever it was. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, and then it's such a waste of money, but good for them. They're making money on it. But uh, that's it, man. Man, once we have it, just let us play it like Xbox does uh yeah you say that but you know what i funny enough i went in on my series x yesterday i think it was or over the weekend and and was checking out the games that were available to download i I was like you know what i'm gonna look at sega games i want to see what sega games are up on there that i can play on my series x yeah um and uh a lot of the games that were backwards compatible on the 360 or there were 360 games 
uh, aren't backwards compatible on he- on the Series X. Now I should check my Xbox One X and see if those games are backwards compatible. I'm pretty sure some of them were, but it was like Sonic. It was like, um, I'm just trying to remember. Like Crazy Taxi was playable, but like Sonic something. Uh, one of the Sonic games wasn't. No, no, even Sonic One and Sonic Two, Sonic and Knuckles, they weren't playable on my Series X. Interesting. So like, I haven't so played, like, honestly, as much as I talk about it, I haven't actually played any old school games on this Series X. I haven't yeah. tried yet, anyway. Actually, just before our call, I was playing some Fable, so. Holy cow, that was a great game. I play, I was playing this Fable Anniversary, because I was like, hey, you know, I'm just gonna, I don't know if I want to, I was gonna jump into Outriders, because, you know, load screens and how long it takes to log in and hit the servers and all that stuff. So It I does like, take a lot of log in, I did notice that. Uh, did, so I wasn't uh, jump into that, but in Fable, did you ever get the? I don't remember if it was Fable two or one. I think it was two, uh, where I got the downloadable bonus for pre-ordering, and Mass it was Effect. like the Master Chief's out, outfit. Oh, in wood. oh, that's awesome, man! I'm running around playing Fable, and I got like a strap with the Chiefs, like a Halloween oh, mask. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like things all made of wood, put on me like to look like the Chief. And the story, you read it, and it's like a long time ago. Uh, the savior came, blah blah blah, and he wore this armor or some something like this. But it it basically talked about the Halo universe and a little quick blip and why uh, this armor was made. <laughs> no, I see. For me, it was only I I never played that. One. I never had that in Fable. I do kind of. I think that was Fable Two because I think it was three sixty that that came out for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, no, but I remember the Mass Effect, um, the Mass Effect skin that you could get for um. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna Dragon Age. Dragon Age oh, okay, two. Yeah, yeah. I think it was where you could you, yeah. you if you pre-ordered Mass Effect or something like that, you'd be able to get the you got the skin for Dragon Age. So oh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Kind of tie-ins and crossovers or Easter eggs and games. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when like you don't expect it. Oh, what game was that? This we're going off topic, but again, uh, but do you remember the a PS1 game? just can't think of it but it would read your memory card and it basically i see you were playing this game blah blah blah, blah. And, uh, i think it was metal gear solid did that so metal gear i remember metal gear solid and did, it would be another uh capcom no, who made uh konami game or something like that konami yeah game. so and they would see that and be like oh you see you blah 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 yeah and that, that was creepy man because i didn't have any clue how that happened so like talking about that eternal darkness for the gamecube did that and it would be like it would flicker on and off and like your TV would go black and you're like, what the shit? And then stuff would just come out at you. So it was good. Like you'd be sitting like jamming, jamming start to get the game going, get the game going. And then, yeah. and then it just, it, nothing happens. Right. Yeah. It's cool. when they do stuff like that. Or like you said, reading the memory card. Yeah. Break the fourth wall and kind of <laughs> yeah. mess with you. I love it when they do stuff like that. Yeah. So, I still remember uh, watching Electric Playground when Tommy Tellerico and, and uh, Victor Lucas were talking about the the sense the smellogram type stuff where there were ta- there was talks about like having a pair like a, an attachment to consoles so you could smell the game at the same time too. <laughs> and I was like, smell-o-vision. oh yeah, smell of it. And I was like, yeah, I'm like that. It would be cool, but then. Not really. Oh, like, man. You, the place would just stink. <laughs> you know, how many people would be playing like nonstop and somebody else trying it? And 
Well, that's it. It's kind of like the 4D movies. I don't know. Have you ever watched a 4D movie, Steve? I, no, we don't I, have anything. It's pretty. Oh, I take that back. I, I when Niagara Falls, I went to like a 4D movie theater. Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. kind of neat. Like, because it would rain and wind would come through and then yeah. bubbles came down. I don't remember why, but it was kind of neat. And the yeah, seats all move and shift and tilt. Yeah, you get stabbed in the back by something or air. Like when the bolts are shot, you get shots of air going at you. So, did I ever uh, tell you about the pain station? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> this was, was a—I read it in a magazine years ago, uh, but I think it was like Russia or somewhere. And these university students made uh, the pain station, and they brought it to a bar. It was like the most popular thing there. But what it was is whoever could keep their hand on the thing longest won. And it had an element that would get hotter. It had a whipper snipper motor that would come out and whip your hand, and then it had a grater or something that would scrape your hand. And you just had to keep your hand there. And the person that now, I don't remember how the game played. I, yeah, I think you had to play a game. Right. Um, but I just don't remember. But I remember reading it and thinking, like, that's messed up. I want to play it. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Man, what So you're we... talking about Tommy Tellerico. Yeah. Do you remember Electric Playground? Do you remember Arcade Top 10, I think it was? Video game and Arcade Top 10? Uh, or how about even... Um, uh, X-Play. Oh, one with Sessler. Yeah, X-Play. Yeah, X-Play. Uh, so I remember X-Play. I remember Electric Playground or EP, EP Daily, as they eventually called it, um, which... I liked it in the beginning. It was fun. Yeah, I, did. I, I, I liked it as well. I mean, and I... But they did you've heard... skits and things like that, you know, and that was fun. And then it got away from that and Tommy left. Yeah. And then it was Victor, and then I told you the story about when I met Victor on the floor of Fan Expo, and then I stopped Why didn't you share that? Yeah, sure. So uh, if you're from Canada, you may have heard of Fan Expo. If you're not from Canada, Fan Expo is uh, the third largest Comic-Con in North America. So you should have heard of, heard of it. Um, and uh, I was I watched Victor Lucas and EP Daily, Tommy Tellerico, uh, religiously uh, when I was a kid slash younger. And then saw Victor Lucas. He was there doing a presentation. But anyways, he was just walking on the show floor with, I don't know, with his manager or security. I don't know what the guy was. So I walked up. I walked up to him to go, like, talk to him and ask him some questions. And then he's just like, oh, I don't have time for this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just a complete, complete dick Shaking about it. ignore you. And walk, kept walking. I was like, well, there you go. I'm done. I guess it's true when they say don't meet your, don't meet your uh, celebrity, uh, your favorite celebrities or don't meet your favorites yeah, yeah you exactly have them up here and then it just all of a sudden the wall fell yeah. or the floor yeah. fell through yeah yeah that's that's it so i'm hoping because i'm i'm hoping if i ever meet like the the likes of like greg miller or or ryan mcafee over at ign if i ever meet those guys somewhere um they're not like that <laughs> i'm yeah. i'm really hoping i'm really hoping i was surprised uh, that you said that because i love the show i always thought victor was a great guy but I only see him through through a TV, yeah, or well, a monitor, or, yeah. right? So, um, but related, I have a buddy who had the same experience with uh, David DeCumpy. Like, so oh, I used yeah. to live in Vancouver, and he was filming X Files back then. And I guess he ran into him in wherever it was that he was filming, and he basically just tried to say hi. And the guy, he just turned around and said, "Do you know who I am?" And kind of belittled him. And it, walked, and it just like it went from like having all this like oh I'm a huge fan to like this guy's a dick. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what happened, right? And then I did. Funny enough that you say that. So uh, my 
celebrity crush uh, is Lights. I don't know, and I don't, yeah, I don't know if you know Lights. She's a, she's a musician. She's Canadian. She's okay. in and around my age. She might be a couple years older than me. Anyways, um, my friend Jordan, as you know, Jordan, his brother Matt, Matt uh, did a uh, show at Zayfonts, and he was opening up for Lights before Lights got bigger because she's, yeah. you know, semi big in the Canadian pop culture uh, pop uh, or pop culture music whatever you want to call it so anyways sure. um so if you recall in 2018 i flew to vancouver for some training for work and guess who's on my flight light lights yeah so i saw her at zafod's here in a in ottawa back in mm-hmm. the day and and talked to her then and this was like fucking 2007 2008 then i and then i see her on the airplane and I was like, oh, my God, do I go talk to her? No, I better not talk to her. I better not talk to her. So I'm sitting there like, get out of the airport, waiting for my for my cab. And she's waiting for her husband or whoever's picking her up. And But she's like way down. So I'm sitting at the cab, the cab line. And I'm just like, hey, lights. And she turns. I wave at her. I'm like, I'm a huge fan. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, Sir, we actually started talking, so which I thought was really sweet, right? Which was kind of cool. Or okay, like Jason. Going, not the way I thought it was going to go. No, 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 it was really good. And she was really super sweet about and, and like nice, right? Or Jason Muse. Like you heard the story about Jason Muse and Kathy and I when he was at Auto Comic Con. Right? Yes, yeah. Right? Yeah. We went, Kathy and I went to go see him and uh, mm-hmm. Kathy was pregnant. He just had his, his daughter. Uh, like she was only a couple months old. And then we like sat, like we probably stood and talked to Jason Muse for like 15 minutes. Well, at least oh, it felt awesome. like 15 minutes. Could have been 10, it could have been five. It felt like it felt a good amount of time, way longer than he was talking to other people. You know, I was sitting there touching Kathy's belly, talking about <laughs> babies. <laughs> yep, like yep. it was just like stuff like that. And it's just cool because that's how I expected him to be, right? Obviously, I listened to him and Kevin Smith's podcast. So, like, this is kind of how I expect him to be, right? And then that's exactly how he was. So that, that's great. You know, like it, it's such a huge difference when celebrities like that and you meet them with you and uh, Victor. I just always tell myself, maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe it was off, but they're the fans, man. You never treat the fans like that. Well, that's just like, a, you know, me going up to say, say, just to say hi. And he's like, no, I don't like, I don't have time for this. Like, dude, Hey man, thanks. I don't have, I, I gotta go, but blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like there's always that, that would have been a better response. Yeah. So exactly I right. never had anything like that. I've only met one semi-celebrity twice, actually. And I call them semi-celebrities because they're kind of a, a cover band, if you will. And I know you know who they are. Uh, Cybertronic Spree. Right. So Ottawa Comic-Con, they approached me simply because I was wearing a tank top when I was there. And you could see, uh, sorry, wrong. They saw this tattoo, right? I'm trying to show it. And they're just like, whoa, 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 you're the kind of guy we need on our show. Get over here, man. And they talked to me for, you know, a good few minutes and just told them, told me about what they were doing. They were going to Barrymore's that night. And uh, it just, you know, it was great. And then just randomly saw them again at TFCon. Yeah. I might be getting them backwards. I might have went the other way before. Like, I'm sure they have no idea who I am. No. The same thing. They're yeah. just like, hey, dude, blah, 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 talking. Like, yeah, and well, it's fun. They're super fun. So it's like word burglar, man. Uh, Canadian nerdcore rap artist, same kind of thing. Met him a few times. Like he's not, I mean, like you said, he, he's a celebrity, not to an extent of, you know, uh, um, 
even at Jason Bues, but he's still a celebrity. And it was just, we we went and talked to him. I've been a big fan of him. He had he's done so many songs that I align with. Right, he's got um, he's that kid my 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 friend's brother. Uh, that song where he's talking about how you've got an older brother, your friend's older brother always buying you beer and cigarettes. Yeah, you sent me that. Yeah, yeah, I sent that to my brother by the way. <laughs> so. So that's it, right? And so it was sweet. Like that's how they should. That's how celebrities should be. So hey, people watching or listening to us, if you ever see Steve or, or myself up out on the street, feel free to come talk to us. You know, we're we're always happy to talk to people, and we like it when you bring us beer. Yes. So Steve, dude, we're coming up to the uh, coming up to time. Um, already, I, already, I man. I was I know. just looking at my list to see what else we could talk about, but I, I guess that's already hitting that time. We're hitting that time, right? We we've we've had. We had some some critic uh, construction constructive criticism about how how long our conversations have been going. Again, yeah. if it's a podcast, it's good to have us in your ear holes. Uh, but watching us on YouTube, uh, the real the real meat is in the first like fifteen minutes, and then Steve and I get random. So, anywho, guys, if you've listened to us this whole time and or watch us, thanks again. We really appreciate it. As per usual, we love you. you we you can follow us at Gamebot Games on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube if you're listening to us on podcasts. Steve, keep collecting, keep gaming, stay safe.